My uncle's death and dealing with mortality. I got some bad news that doesn't particularly affect you guys. My uncle died. Hadn't seen him much over the last 20 years. Maybe not that long, I don't know. Like, we had seen him, you know, every couple of years or so. Most of the memories I have of him, of him being, like, an unstoppable force. Huge, bulky man who'd laugh at everything and, uh, red fire engines or something. He'd make me this drink. I think it was just, like, creaming soda and something else. I'd about loved it as a kid. But I haven't seen, you know, I hadn't seen him in a long time. And I um, got to see him in hospital a couple of months back. And he was just so old. Not at all like I remembered him. Gray. He seems, he, I heard he was getting a little bit better. He had, um, he said to me, like, he had this weird experience where he'd have delusions, but he'd know they're delusions. It's like having an angel on your shoulder talking to you. And he'd know it's a delusion. He'd be like, well, this shouldn't be happening. This is weird. Am I just meant to deal with this or? He said he was getting better and uh, that was stopping. I'm, I'm not sure what he had. But yeah, he was in his 70s, I believe. Don't know his exact age. Oh, because he, he was just uh, older than my father. My father is 65. And that's really what hit me with uh, my uncle's death. When I was like, man, my dad is old. I'm going to see my dad more. I remember seeing something on TikTok where a person was like, um, you know, you think about your parents' age and it's like, you know, average life expectancy. And what do you see them once a year? So you're going to see your parents 10 times before they die. I was like, man, that's, that's dark. I see my parents more than um, once a year. But with COVID, I uh, don't think I saw my dad for an entire year. But certainly my father was uh, always much healthier than my uncle. So my, my dad's probably got, you know, 10, 15 years left, I imagine. Sorry about that dark tone, Chad. Had an awkward decision to make because my mother texted me about it and uh, I didn't see it until 1 a.m. And she said she couldn't stop crying, but I uh, I didn't want to wake her up. <laughs> so like, if she's, if she's finally managed to get to sleep after being that drawn out, I should probably let her sleep at the same time. Like, I, I would like to respond to the messages, but I'm, I'm just gonna respond later, I suppose. I'm getting bad signs for old age chat. My uncle having a bad time of it before he passed. My grandmother clearly not enjoying being 80, saying like, man, you never planned to be 80 and then it just, just happens and you, you don't know what to do with yourself. It's like, oh, jeez. My grandmother was sitting next to me and she says to me, oh, there's a little uh, esky thing here for uh, drinks. I'm like, oh, okay, thanks, grandma. Then like a good 15 minutes later, it comes up again. She's like, oh, I didn't tell you that. I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, oh, I don't know where there's drinks outside. Like, you, know, you, you, you told me specifically that they're out there in the little esky. She's like, oh, it's happening to my grandmother more often. She'll forget things. My mother was kind enough to buy her an iPad with like a, a bunch of small games on it. You know, because my grandmother, she can't even work a VCR or whatever, right? She's always had my gran grandfather to help her out. And my grandfather is, you know, five years older than her, so he, he would potentially pass before her. She's like, she's like not self-sufficient in that way, you know? And she doesn't do enough to keep her mind sharp. Because as you get older, right, there's, there's no real reason that your mind has to go on you. You just need to keep learning new things. Don't get into a very simple routine. You just got to keep reading books, learning new things, learning new skills, and you won't lose a single thing. I mean, certainly you can get some sort of a disease or whatever, but you're like, you, your brain's a muscle. You got to work it or you lose it. How close am I with my grandparents? I have a very small family. 
my grandmother and grandfather on my mother's side are like the only people in my family that I, I, I really care about. Then I have like my mother's brother, his wife, and uh, their kids, so my cousins. They I care about. If I never saw them again, I wouldn't hate this, but I would loathe hearing that they weren't doing well. As in, I don't need to see them to know they're doing good. They're fine in life. We don't have a heap in common. And so when I see them, I'm like, oh, good, good to see you doing well. And that's about all I need. But my grandparents, I legitimately worry about them and I hate when I don't see them. Like, I know some people have just like a huge extensive family and they'll go to family gatherings and it's just like the, a, a wondrous occasion. Most of my family gatherings are somewhat awkward and quite small. Like, if you ask me what my cousins are doing with themselves, I'd have some vague idea, but that's about it. I do go to those gatherings, at least most of them. So like, two grandparents, an aunt and uncle, and two cousins, and that's about my family. Outside of my, you know, sister, father, mother. As I say, the uncle that just passed was on my dad's side of the family, which I barely saw. I think I've got people on my dad's side that count as cousins. Stuart, maybe? I don't know, but I, I, I haven't seen them in 20 years. Most of your cousins are having families. I mean, my cousin has a kid now. I, 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 Ramble came out about her recently. So I'm nothing to their, their kid, right? Like, there, there isn't a god cousin or whatever, right? No, I don't think so. You just got back from your grandma. She has dementia. One of the most difficult things the first time she remember who I am. Oh, yeah, dude. Dementia is a terrible thing. And so, like, whenever you hear, like, progress is being made with it and stuff, it's always good to hear because it's, it's something you never want your family to have to go through, you know? Yeah, I don't like to reflect, Ash, on the possibility of um, those close to me dying. But this is the first person in my family who has died. As in, every, oh, any other family member who, was di who died was like, b before I was the age of two. This is the first real brush with close mortality that I've ever had. And like, just as I turned 30. Like, I'm not even halfway through my life, but I was in bed like, man, I gotta do stuff. <laughs> I got heaps of time. Yeah, I was fortunate, Couch, to dodge this up until this point in my life. Hey, Matt, do you fear, de fear death? I fear knowing death is coming. So every situation where I envision a terrible death is one where you know you're going to die, but it's not going to happen immediately. So you have to dwell on your existence all the way up until you die. You're, you're, the feeling of hopelessness, of lost time, scary thing, being buried alive, for example. If I, do, if I die, which I, presumably I will, <laughs> there is some precedent to suggest that it's the case. I'd rather go in my sleep or, you know, just out like a light. Hit by a piano. Instant death, kind of thing. Death is just a natural part of life. It's, it's the getting older and not being able to do the things you want to do or losing your sense of identity that are more concerning to me. I've said before, if you reflect on it and if you know anything about human psychology, no one would ever want to actually live forever. You'd want to live as long as you want and then have the option to end your life at a time that you choose. I know everyone doesn't believe this, but trust me, if you lived forever, everything would eventually become mundane. If you were forced to live forever, it'd be a hell about as terrible as being buried alive. Inescapable life would be an extraordinarily frightening thing. But the idea that you might get to the end of your life and not do the things that you want to do, and that is most people's existence. When you reflect on what is ultimately a short amount of time, 
Especially when you consider how little of it you remember. When you realize how much of your time is spent doing things you don't want to do, how many things in life that you're that you'd like to do that you're likely never going to be able to do, it's a it's a sad thing. And reflecting on this, I feel privileged because I I am in a situation where less than others, I don't spend my time doing things I don't want to do, and I do have the option potentially in in life to seek out some things that might I, I might want to do or whatever, right? I'm in a very privileged position in this world from where I've been born, how lucky I was to get into this career that I am, that the kind people who are around me, I'm um, you guys. And you reflect on how brutal life can seem while being in, you know, from a country that's well off. And you think about all these people who are born in much worse off situations and have to deal with life with even more burdens than you or I need to experience on a day-to-day basis. And you can't help but pity these people and wish the world was different. Reflecting too long on the world and life is very bleak. And that's a terrible thing. Life should be wondrous. But often it seems as though life only on the surface is wondrous, you know? It is certainly better than any other alternative. Certainly life is far more preferable to death. Because life can always get better, while death is just bad permanently. This, I just wish everyone could live a full happy life, you know? Or have the equal chance to. Sad things to reflect on. This has not been a happy stream. I'm terribly sorry, chat. Wouldn't death be, be nothing though? I mean, a permanent nothing, sure. It's a permanent end to your life. Death is just a loss. You lose every potential that you had in life. You gain nothing. The only time a, where death is a preferable circumstance is where you have literally no potential for life. And that is something that no one in life is able to know that they have. It is something that exists in hypotheticals and nothing else. Doesn't matter how bleak life is, there's the potential for it to be better, you know? I hate Sundays. Guys, why is it that every single time, every single time, I try to book an appointment for anything, I always call on Sundays, and they're always closed. Call my optometrist, I call fucking midday Sunday, guaranteeing they're either closed or at lunch. Call my dentist, same thing, didn't pick up. Gotta get to the dentist. Gotta get to the optometrist. I'm my last thing of contact. Haven't had an eye test in like a year. I actually have enough money to buy a pair of glasses if I want to. But I'm not sure what kind of uh, spread of glasses they have. I mean, they got a hundred pairs there, but last time I looked, I was like, ah, I can't find anything I want, you know? I don't think I look particularly good with glasses. I don't look bad, but like you gotta find the right thing that fits your face. I haven't worn a pair of glasses in like 15 years. Until like, I don't know, eight years ago or something, I at least had a spare pair of glasses. Where the, where the glass was, the prescription was way off my prescription. Because it was so old. But at least if I took out my contacts, I wasn't completely blind. I mean, I'm not completely blind when I take out my contacts, but you know what I'm saying. Like, I, I, I could improve my vision a little bit. My secret in real life stream. If you don't want to miss out on such things, feel free to follow me on Twitch and turn on notifications. In real life with Dark Viper. I did an in real life stream yesterday. Not yesterday, the day before. I was sad and so I sat outside. We looked at the grass and I rocked on my um my swing thing out there. My paddy porch swing. I had like twenty five hundred viewers doing that. Very flattering. What's only four minutes? No no I did like a long stream. I was out there for like an hour and fifteen minutes. Yeah, I deleted the VOD afterwards. I was sad. Technically I didn't even delete the VOD. Um, after going, doing an Invo live stream on the Twitch app, it gives you the option not to save the one. Which I assume is just deleting it, but... The time I met Whippy, the GTA role player. 
So I tuned into Whippy's stream yesterday, you know, the uh, Australian GTRP guy. I met him once in person, and I haven't met a lot of streamers in person. There was this meeting that I had with my partner manager, a new person working for Twitch Australia, and like seven other partners who were around Sydney. A long time ago this was, but just around before COVID, like three, four months before COVID or something. And so it was just a, a lunch, just to talk to people. Nothing really interesting was discussed that I can recall. And actually I was kind of disappointed because I was like, oh, well, I, was, I thought it was gonna be some business thing, but it was just a get together, whatever. And, and Whippy was there. Both of us at the time, smaller content creators, but obviously still reasonable partners. It's funny though, that there was meant to be like a bigger Twitch thing where uh, a lot of partners were going to get flown into Australia and stuff and you know, going to meet some of the higher ups and stuff and blah, blah, blah. But because of COVID, that never ended up happening. But yeah, Whippy. So I, I DM'd him yesterday because I stopped into his stream and he had just added chat to his stream and he didn't have a stroke around the text. So a stroke is when there's like a black outline around something. And so whenever he would go over anything that was bright, you couldn't read his chat because it's, it's, it's white text on a white background. And so I'm like, I have to DM him, dude. And I've DM'd a handful of people over my time on Twitch saying, look, just get a goddamn stroke, please, please. <laughs> I wish people would have a stroke. It's funny. But like back in the day, putting stroke on text was a really hard thing. You had to have like a, a page long CSS that tinkered with shadows and shit. But now it's, uh, I, th I think it's far simpler. But he also was using 6K bitrate. Now, if you go to like the guidelines for Twitch, It'll say the recommended bitrate is between 3 and 6k. And if on OBS you tick enforce streaming limits, it limits you to 6k bitrate. But little secret for you, no upper tier partner or whatever does 6k bitrate. Years ago, uh, I changed to 8k. Didn't get permission, just went eh. I just happened to be watching Summit stream or whatever and I saw he had 8k bitrate. And I was like, okay, fair enough. Like, the concern was that the higher you go over recommended bitrate, because it is the recommended, right? The less viewers you'd be able to keep because, you know, the, they wouldn't be able to watch it because it's more... Uh, better internet's required and Twitch's servers might not be able to handle it. But as a person who's used 8K now for like three years or something, no problems. I think it's not three years, I'm not sure how many years it's been, but... Like, eight... So, like, for those unaware, to have a stream without, like, massive pixelation, when you're going very fast in a car, or any fast motion. At 10, 1080p, you need 12k bitrate. And you can't do 12, 12k bitrate on Twitch. To have like, no pixelation at like 900p, you can deal with like 8k bitrate. And that's why I have 900p. YouTube allows 12k bitrate at 1080p. Yeah, but their compression algorithm is so strong that it doesn't fucking matter. Why is the bitrate limited? Um, because everyone had infinite bitrate, the amount of bandwidth or servers or blah 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 they need would be um, a lot higher. Because the VODs would be a lot more in one on. Let's play videos. The days of YouTube channels that do playthroughs like, you know, you know, Let's Plays, how it's like part one, part two, part three. I, do those exist these days? Like I know games, Game Grumps still does that. I know Jesse Cox still does that. But who else does that? Achievement Hunter, but these are like really old channels, right? D is anyone new coming into the game and, and making it big off Let's Plays like this? I don't think they are. I much prefer my videos where it's like 
the Watch Dogs 1 video. Here is me playing Watch Dogs 1 the entire way through. Here are all the best bits, here's some good jokes, here's my good jokes, here's some good edits, and then we're done. The only reason the Watch Dogs Legion videos were split in two was because it was a sponsored video. My favorite GTA clone. I think Watch Dogs 1 currently is still my favorite GTA clone. And no, I'm not saying it's a ripoff of GTA or something, it's, it's talking about a particular type of game. Do you guys recall any other GTA clones that I've played that are equally as good? I liked my Sleeping Dogs video that I made. I made that one, it was, it was quite, it was, it was, I liked it. I was so sick of everyone failing with that footage. I'm like, nah, I'm doing it, I'm sick of it. I can't just add on to what people have sent me, I have to do it from scratch, and so I did it. Because it wasn't that much footage. But may maybe I'll go back and play Sleeping Dogs again. Oh, Simpsons Hit and Run, yeah, that was a good game. Except the final mission, didn't like that. Other than, Simpson, uh, other than the final mission, Simpsons Hit and Run is a damn solid game. And I think it, yeah, I'd say it even holds up still today. I mean, you have to like The Simpsons, don't get me wrong. Like, it's not a game changer or something, but it's a fun little romp in the uh, in the childhood, you know? Am I gonna do a reborn GTA 4 and San Andreas? Potentially, eventually. I never did just a vanilla, oh no, I did I? Is there a vanilla GTA 3 and then a GTA 3 reborn? I think there is, right? Yeah, so there's GTA, so, yeah, it's GTA 3, GTA 3 Reborn, GTA Vice City, GTA Vice City Reborn. And so, yeah, I guess I'll do it with SA and GTA 4 one day. But, like, the thing with playing a game again, the longer you wait before playing it again, the better your next experience is going to be, because you forget more about the game. In reality, you could just spend your entire life playing the same games, but just keep them a decade apart, and you, you probably just have just as much fun, you know? Which, in a way, is sad. I hate that you forget things in life. Sometimes you want to say, man, I wish I could experience this again for the first time. But in reality, what you actually want is you want more of that thing. You want that same experience again that you had with that thing. You don't experience that thing again. You want something just as good. I feel like forgetting something that you valued and treasured or even just a story, it kind of cheapens the experience. Yeah, yeah, total control of your memory. Like, because, like, obviously you wouldn't want to remember everything perfectly. It'd be hell. You'd never be able to forget things that scar you or things that make you feel terrible. Or you'd, you'd, every single mistake you ever made would be perfectly etched into your brain in 8K. That would not be a fun experience. Like, if you had to pick between only remembering the important stuff and remembering literally everything, you'd go with only the important stuff. Reflecting on no damage run progress. The furthest I've ever gotten is uh, the wrap up without taking damage. For an entire run, one bit of damage. So like, for example, I, w I probably would have finished that wrap up one. Like, like the, the best run I did, I took one bit of damage on derailed and then cleared the rest without taking damage. The furthest I've gotten was the wrap up, which is, you know, 90% in or, in or whatever. Cause it's galling, right? Like it's been like 30 attempts or something. More than that, maybe since I had that run where I took one damage on derailed and nothing else. Literally, literally, I took damage on derailed by a frame. A frame difference, and I would have finished this series like months ago. This entire struggle is because one guy in a helicopter decided while getting pummeled with machine gun bullets that he'd fire one bullet perfectly into me. Still pissed about it. I hate this mission so much. It's a very hard thing keeping a balance mentally between Caring a lot, enough that I'm paying attention and that I do the strats correctly, but also not caring so much that when a bad thing happens and I die, uh, that it doesn't just destroy my brain. When I yell, 
it's like nothing about me is prepared for failure. And I'm just like, <laughs> no, actually, no, I have two different responses. When I see my death coming, I yell. Because like, no, no! When I don't see it coming, I'm just sitting there shocked as I try to process how I'm now looking at a mission failed screen. Either way, my brain is just overwhelmed. For 10 grand, would I kill this run? Hell no. 100 grand? Yeah. I can get back here again. Getting back to this point again, not the hardest thing. If I was like on the wrap up, I'm not even sure for 100 grand I would kill a run that was up to the wrap up. Now, I probably still would because a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush, you know? 100 grand is 100 grand and a successful run, while that would be great and make me feel amazing and whatever, for all I know, after the wrap up, I'd still fail. I wouldn't be confident enough that I'd succeed. Five hours of my life isn't worth 10k? I guess it would be. But I'd much rather succeed in this than have 10 grand. I, I want to succeed that much. Be sure to like the video and subscribe to my channel. It costs you nothing and I wish you all the best.